Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 189 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library's podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Miracle. Oh my God, Jacob, you're back. Oh, thank you. I haven't seen you in two weeks. It's true. I'm happy-ish to be back. Tell me where you were. Tell me everything. Oh, I was doing some good old-fashioned beach hopping, man. Like, just hitting about, like, down south, going to, like, Florida and such. Hitting up all the various spots that I could to... uh, Okay, so you hit up a lot of beaches. I saw some beautiful crystal water. Oh, absolutely, man. If you ever have a chance... Always hit up um, the Gulf side because that has much better water than the uh, the Atlantic side, which is all just dirty, <laughs> dirty like industrial water for here. In oh, America. okay, yeah, I'd like to pass on that. But as always, like as you know, far I understand that wanting to get it, but just go as far south as you can, and you start getting. As soon as we get away from America, it's usually a little bit better in the water. Quality. Did you have a wonderful? Was it wonderful? Oh, it was fantastic. Was it difficult to return home? It's the the absolute worst, dude. You're like, what can I I do in my life to make it so that I always live on a beach? I I love, yeah, it's it's called retiring. That's what that's going to be eventually in like 20 years or whatever. Yeah, but then there won't be beaches because most of them know sea level. Well, well, actually, I I think if if things keep going the way they are, it's just going to all go down to Tonawanda and there's going to be a beautiful (laughs) beach in 80 degree weather. (sighs) We laughed to stop from crying. Oh, future's looking great, guys. It's looking awesome. Well, I will say I was definitely jealous when you sent me those photos. It has been pretty miserable here, in case I, you were wondering. As I have heard, I I did laugh when I was down there because one of the things that I looked at was uh, Facebook, of course. Yeah. Um, and I loved all the posts of people like just being miserable about, like, it was 60 degrees yesterday, and it is snowing today. This is nonsense. There's there's no sense to it. It is the beginning of spring, and yet we are all icicles. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah like, hopefully that, that abates soon, because you know, I think I'm done with it, man. So that's just it. Like, as a Buffalo person, you're like, I don't complain. No. I don't complain until... Now, end of this is when I start to yeah. complaining. Is end of like April, we're in the middle of April. Like, come on, mm-hmm. February, where's my April showers? Yeah. February is kind of like end of February is like, let's wrap up the snow. Let's, yeah, uh, get your misery out. It could be a little cold for March. <laughs> I get it. But then once we get to April, it's like, all right, let's 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 turn this thing around here. Well, we figured since everyone's out there and we're cold and we're crabby mm-hmm. and we want to live vicariously through Jacob, we are going to warm everybody up with some sun-drenched classic beach movies. Oh, I can't wait, man. Like, I was thinking about some of them as I was going around. Like, yeah. I'll, you're, I'll, I'll explain well, it. Like, well, there's a couple, like, weird references, but... <laughs> you definitely have your eyes, your thoughts drift to some of these when you're down there. And I mean, it's just, I feel like looking at white sand and turquoise water mm-hmm. is so soothing and relaxing in real life. And I feel like when they flicker across your screen, it also helps a little. Yeah, especially if you've been there. I feel like it always, like, your brain automatically clicks yeah, like back. I for remember a that day. I mean, there is a reason that all of these preset, like, computer screensavers are pictures of empty beaches because mm-hmm. that is what we all want deep in our hearts we're yeah. like please just put me on a beach all the time yeah. show me palm trees swaying in the wind and then you will just watch like my heart rate lower no, nothing i like better when i'm sitting in my in the cubicle and watching white sand beaches and <laughs> some lady scuba diving and then mm. randomly that lake in the mountains i think that's the other one that they love have you ever scuba dived Ah, uh, no. It's on I my bucket know. list. I want to try it, but I'm like, I don't know. I, I worry about, like, I'm going to start breathing through my nose and I'm going to freak I myself I mean, that's out. why I'm like, I'd have to go to the class. I worry about getting, I get claustrophobic, and I wonder mm. if I would feel that way underwater. Because even though it's wide, 
You are wearing that rubber suit, right? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. But um, so, yeah, so let us talk about some beach movies today. Going and to the beach. We're going to say here's what constitutes a beach movie for us today. We're going to break it down. Mm-hmm. One, maybe it was filmed at the beach. Mm-hmm. Two, it's about the beach. Three, it features some kind of beach vacation scene or hobby. Four, all of the above. Yeah, ideally all, all of the above. But yeah. I tried as hard as I could to find a movie that was like a sand monster. It's just like a walking <laughs> thing of sand, and I, I couldn't do it. You couldn't do it? No, I tried. No, they were all superhero movies or something. I'm like, is there not just killer sand? There's a killer snowman movie. We don't have a killer sand There movie. is a, there, what about Sharknado's the closest? We got sharks from the ocean stuck in a tornado. Mm, that's true. Closest we can get. Uh, Buffalo, uh, <laughs> Play New York City in Sharknado too, famously. Is that right? It's true. They filmed it right outside the library. You always know the really <laughs> very the, obvious the quality facts. Okay, these we're hoping that these movies we talk about today they're going to help you feel the sand between your toes, maybe some warmth coming out of your computer screen. But I will say, I want to give a trigger warning to anyone whose beach vacation plans got canceled because of endless COVID. Mm-hmm. This might be a very upsetting <laughs> episode for you. COVID-19 here for the third year in a row coming back at you. Yeah, so get out there while you can. So it's I'm like, gonna it's start... like watching this COVID. It's like Hamilton. Just keeps coming back every time you think it's gone. <laughs> You're like, oh no. But, but in a less good way. It's coming back in the theaters. <laughs> no. Let's hop into this. Do you know, this is a classic that I'm going to start with from 1966, The Endless Summer. I actually never saw that movie. I got really into it um, when I moved to L.A. So like and started ru- so like surfing. Russian, Russian doll, like <laughs> instead of like the summer just goes over and over and over again. That's... I did not miss you. So this is considered the most detailed and influential surf film ever, and it essentially introduced the world to surf culture. And it documents the lives of surfers Mike Henson and Robert August, who traveled the world looking for that perfect wave. And, I mean, they really did go everywhere just Mm. searching for the ideal wave. It is highly acclaimed film for its photography, the way that it captured the relationship between man and the water specifically the waves um but it's really beautiful in its tone like i said i felt like i had to see it when i lived in la i was like i must experience i want to be a surfer um but it really what i love about it is it's like it's part surfing film it's part travelogue um it's it's at times even like a study of wildlife in film so i feel that endless summer is enjoyable even if you're not into surfing just seeing the beaches, the water, and everything around it, it's quality film. Okay, I, I like where your head's at there. I've yeah. not seen that one. I've always heard about it and heard it's like a great uh, surfer movie, but I never actually. Because it's it not about. like a thing that you like put on to actively watch, you know. Well, yeah, you don't. It's if it seems like kind of movie, you just put on in the background. And you jump in every once in a while. Kind of, kind of like stuff. that. Yeah, you're hanging out with people, had a yeah. good day surfing. You, you pop yeah. it on. It's like oh, we got pumping iron, and then we're gonna go to endless summer. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time with docu- <laughs> it's a, it's a background great, documentaries. It's a great weekend. <laughs> All right, what do you have? All right, so I'm gonna go with one of the titular. Like I'm, gonna, I gotta get out of this place. Movies. So nineteen was it? Nineteen eighty five's Summer Rental with John Candy. Have you seen this movie? I have not. This is one that I have seen a billion times. It was one of those Fox and now AMC plays it okay. endlessly in the summertime. Don't worry, you, you'll see it on. 
Uh, so uh, John Candy plays Jack Chester. I love it already because it has John Candy. Oh, it's fabulous. And he is in full John Candy. <laughs> he's like in every scene. It's it's fabulous. But he plays like, you know, his guy, he's been going to work. It's the 80s. So he's just like, oh, remember, I got to go to work every day, even though I'm grumpy. I get that. That transferred from the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> um, he has a real bad day at work. He mistakes a booger and a fly for pla- He's a uh, air traffic controller and he screws up a bunch of planes. There's no accidents or nothing, but they're like, you need to take some time oh, off. Oh, that's a weird premise, but okay. He's literally mad about having to go on, being forced to go on vacation for mm. the first time in like six years. It's, it's nuts. So anyways, him and the family pack up and go to Florida. And it's one of those one crazy week kind of movies where of everything course. starts going wrong. And it's just fantastic. And then halfway through, they decide they're going to become a sailor movie. And we're going to get Rip Torn showing up in this movie doing a pirate accent for no apparent reason. <laughs> okay. So, oh, it is fabulous, man. It's just one of those nice it'll make a sandwich, get a glass of uh, some cool water and just watch <laughs> this movie. <laughs> you, you got your. You, you think of a scene that's going to happen. You got. You got the uh, hot lifeguards next door to the teenage daughter. Obviously. Uh, too much sun, so you're walking around mm. sunburned. Uh, Classic move. Uh, dad steps away, and then all these beach people start having a party at your house. Of course, can't find your family on the beach. Wackiness ensues. Sounds it. Everything you want. Go check this movie out. It's it's a good time, <laughs> man. You can have a good hour and a half with this one. So. Here's a movie that is not a good time about the beach, but we have to mention it because it is Jaws. Of course. I'm talking about the first one from 1975. It is not exactly an uplifting beach theme of a movie. No. I do understand this. Um, Mostly because of the mayor of Amity who failed to heed the advice of the knowledgeable police chief Mm -hmm. to close the beaches. And he was like, nah. And he was like, there's a shark in the water. And he was like. I need to make money. Apparently, it's no good. Apparently influenced by the mafia in the book, in uh-huh. case you didn't know. Oh, is that right? That's a storyline they dropped from the movie. <laughs> yeah, the oh. mafia is like making him do it. Well, that's very interesting. Um, and then we have Richard Dreyfus and Robert Shaw. They are offering to help the police chief capture the beast. This is the most epic battle of man versus nature. You've probably seen it, but it's probably been a long time. And you could go for a rewatch because all in all, it really remains a very compelling film. Mm -hmm. It's well-crafted storytelling. And Steven Spielberg, I mean, it's a benchmark in the art of kind of delivering thrills in a movie because he does a really excellent job with the terror. And you definitely feel it, I think, even on a rewatch. It's such a good movie. It's still it's still good today. It's surprisingly violent for us, like, modern people with our sensibilities. Like, yeah. Not holding back for a 50-year-old movie. They are not holding back on people getting pulled apart in this one. Yeah. Uh, the story's, the acting's fantastic. The um, story's top-notch. Just, even when there's not, like, a lot of action happening, it's really an excellent drama. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's, I think it was up for, did it win Best Picture? I don't oh, think I don't won. even remember. I think it was nominated. I don't think it won. And at the first blockbuster, it was like one of those movies where people would stand out, can you imagine, standing outside for 10 hours to go see a movie. Like The last time I stood outside for not 10 hours, but yeah. a couple hours for a movie was the final Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Back, but other than that. Back when you actually had to like get there and wait in line to buy tickets. Oh, yeah. Kid, kids, you do not know how good you have crazy it. Crazy time. <laughs> you used to get so mad if you get there late and you're like, we got to get there 45 minutes ahead of time. Or we're yeah, I'm not in the sitting fr- in the front row. Sitting in the front row on the end. Get out of here. It's not even acceptable. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Bo- boomer problems we're talking about. <laughs> Jacob, do you have a film to follow this one? I with? do, actually, because it's funny that you mentioned that because <laughs> I have Jaws 2 on my list because oh, wow. I had a feeling. 
you would bring up Jaws <laughs> I don't one. even think I've seen Jaws 2. Is it actually good? Here's the thing. Yes, it is. Okay. Surprisingly. Jaws 2 kind of takes the idea of Jaws and runs with it even more. There's a rumor that it's kind of implied this is like the mate of the shark from part one comes back like a year later and he's like, I'm going to start taking out more people and get revenge. The mate? Yeah. Let's, this is a revenge film for sharks? Yeah. It's That's kind a of bad like, premise, Jacob. No, they kept it going because <laughs> okay. there's more revenge later on in these shark movies. Um, so basically, it's a year later. Amity is kind of trying to do a rebound because, you know, they have kind of a bad reputation, what with the shark murders and everything. Correct. Uh, Chief Brody's still in charge, but having horrible PTSD, as one could imagine. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, what happens? More strange stuff starts to go down. And uh, all of a sudden, he's like, wait a minute, it's a shark, dude. Even though nobody believes him, he's kind of like the I was the like, wouldn't he figure that out, like, right away? Oh, he was all about it. But oh, everybody okay. else is like, this couldn't and possibly again, happen again. And yet again, they could, oh, yeah, you th- know. Yeah, again. That makes me so angry because it feels believable. Yeah, exactly. And then the shark just starts murdering more people. There's a higher body count in this movie. There's more interesting body counts. Basically, the kids are growing up a little bit. They go sailing and get lost in the water with all their friends. And the chief finds out about it and he has to race against time to Mm. get them. There's a shark versus a helicopter scene in this movie. No, that does not sound... That does not sound good. There, that sounds like jumping the shark. There is a scene where a girl somehow manages to blow herself up on the water in a scene <laughs> where as you're watching it, you're like, what why are did, you? Why is she using bomb-making materials on her she's leisurely cruise? There's a part where she's like pouring gasoline on herself, and you're like, what are you <laughs> doing? She pours it and then pulls out a fl- It's great, dude. No sympathy. Uh, this movie, it is just a lot of fun. You would think that it's supposed you would think with the reputation that Jaws 3 and 4 have, and rightfully so, of being absolutely awful, mm-hmm. that 2, 2 is almost as good. It's not as much of a film, but it's just a, it's a good movie, man. Okay. Like, go check it out. You'll have a good time That would be a good actually. summertime. I could do that. Oh, yeah. The, and the final fight, it's pretty fantastic what's going on there. The, the fact they set it up again is just crazy that this all happened again, dude. I like, we're never going to kill all the sharks. Yeah. And, like, and you're like, don't worry, our son will be back for to avenge us <laughs> yeah, in Jaws 4. <laughs> I can't do that. God, um, sequels are so bad. So I'd have to mention this one because, obviously, but 2000's The Beach. Why? Now, of course. Now, I'm going to say, this is not one of Leonardo DiCaprio's best films. Oh, you don't say. Some might have felt that this was a downright bad movie, but I will say that he's young and shirtless, if that helps you. This is young, not puffy DiCaprio running around. And the story is interesting enough. Yeah. I'm going to give it that. So this was his first film following the success of Titanic, and I think he really wanted to do something different. I mean, first movie after your big hit, you know it's probably going to do terrible, so just like get something out there that's different so you just get it out of your system. Although I know I read later he was like, I... I don't know why I did it because I had to be in the water again. And I was like, I don't want to be in the water anymore, oh, <laughs> like filming these movies. At least it's warmer water. True. But Leo stars as an adventure seeking world traveler named Richard. And after he arrives in Thailand, he befriends f- some fellow tourists. And one of them tells him about this hidden and uninhabited island paradise that exists in the nearby Gulf. First of all, everybody, uh, advice if somebody just randomly shows up and tells you about <laughs> uninhabited and off the map islands or somewhere, beaches. Don't go there. You got to wonder about it. But the man draws a map for Richard, who then embarks on a journey to find this, like, beautiful, idyllic spot. Only when he does finally get there, things are not as perfect as 
they seem. They are not. <laughs> They're not. Because humans are trash, they actually had to close this beach to the public for a bunch of years because people completely destroyed it. I never would have made it to that beach because it was like on a little island, so you had to swim to it. And I was like, I'm not oh, I'm not really? swimming that far. Yeah, you had to like swim across the ocean to get to it. Oh, no thanks, dude. I just remember the scene because the people, and I don't remember what they said, but they were like, oh, it's like 100 meters in Leo's line was... I'm an American. I don't think in meters. <laughs> and I was like, that's the worst line. <laughs> it's like meters the same thing as a yard, bro. It's the same. Like, you, you know that. You got the base. It's a football field. Dude, you could figure and that I'm out. And I'm pretty sure Tilda Swinton's in it. Is she really? I think the so. The secret Tilda Swinton movie? I think she was like the lady that he has a moment with, but now I don't know if I can be quoted on that. Tilda Swinton could be in every movie that you watch and you just wouldn't know it because she just like morphs into something. And this else. is before she was being like super weird, but yes, she is in the beach. <laughs> she's playing it pretty straight though. So if you're interested not, in seeing Tilda that way, you should check it out. Yeah, she's not a serial killer's mom or a secret vampire in this one. So I love her. So, I love Tilda. Tilda I'm never pretty, bored by her. Tilda Swinton is pretty great. I'll admit that. She's, She's not, super cool. You know, every time I hear about a movie, we'll do a Swinton episode one time. Every time I That's hear, a good idea. Every time I hear she's in a movie, my eyebrow goes up a little bit. I'm like, well, something, <laughs> something interesting is going to be going on there. It's really true. And then she'll be like, I have a five-minute role, and I took it because I get to wear weird pointed teeth, and that was it. And you're like, what? I she, don't, okay, Tilda. <laughs> she did take the Marvel movie because she was like, I get to be a... I get to be bald. For the time Love it. It's going to be great. She's like, something new. I'll do it. <laughs> oh, Tilda Swinton. We'll, we'll get her on the show. I'm, I'm sure we're a big enough hit. We'll I'm sure. For, for sure. All right. I always got to throw in something random that nobody has seen. Wow, you? No way. I know, right? It's to- totally unbelievable. So I'm going to go this 80s classic. The guy who was supposed to be the Leonardo DiCaprio, and it just never happened. Mr. C. Thomas Howell. There's a name for... Oh, yeah, I remember people. him. Everybody does because they kept putting him in movies and the America was just like, we don't we, want We this reject guy. this. Get him out of here. Uh, so it's called Side Out. Have you ever seen this no, movie? No, definitely not. So uh, C. Thomas Howell plays a Midwestern law student uh, who's like, yeah, I, I want to get out of this uh, Midwestern law life for a little while. So he decides he's going to go out to the... <laughs> oh, I'm boy. I'm sorry. I just showed Jacob wow. a picture of C. Thomas My Howell God. today. They were trying to make that dude a star. Like, yikes. I mean, he was good in um, the Outsiders. outsiders. Yeah, he was yeah. good in the Outsiders. He, he definitely a, was. He was good in a lot of stuff. But, like, the whole time you're like, you are a co-star. Stop putting his <laughs> name at the top of posters. <laughs> All right. Go on. Look, sorry. Wow. Looking at him now. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he looks mo- like an old man. Yeah, moisturize everybody. It's oh, important. even the moisturize. Go on. <laughs> I did this morning. Oh, anyway, um, so he decides he's going to come out and he's going to go to the beach for the summer and get some work. So what does one do when they move from the Midwest to the beach? They decide they're going to become a professional beach volleyball player. Of course. That checks out. Yeah, that's, that's what I would do. And of course, you know, chase waitresses. That's the other thing you're going to do while you're on the beach. So he beats up with this uh, old washed-up king of the beach type, and he decide he talks the guy into training him, and they decide they're going to win the big beach tournament in California. Yeah, as a out of nowhere uh, Rocky Balboa team of, of beach course, because sports are just super easy. <laughs> it's a nice, it's a good little ninety-minute in and out of there. There's your usual second-act drama where like everything's going good, and they're like. You lied to me. You betrayed me. And then right before the big one, like, we have to come together and do this for our both good. <laughs> it's so cheesy. I like that so... you just said for our both good. That was an excellent sentence. No, it's California surfers, man. Or Cal- <laughs> yeah. For our both or good. Or beach volleyballers. Um, go check it out, everyone. If you don't know anything about beach volleyball, at the very least, you'll have some fun watching 
this one go around. And as a lady, you got muscular guys oh, all I mean, up in suntan lotion. Jacob, we're simple creatures. It's all we're looking for. You will get, there's big time Top Gun vibes when you're watching it too. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell who didn't bother to work out a lot because you're like, I'm going to wear a shirt. When I lived in California, I saw a beach volleyball tournament, like the pros. So Carrie Walsh was there, Carrie and Misty. And that was so amazing because like my friends and I would play beach volleyball. And then you watch that and you're like, whoa, that is like amazing. The ball never hits the ground. No. And like you try to think about yourself, like I can't get the ball to go up. No. I am awful at volleyball. Yeah. Unadmittedly so, but... They were really cool. I enjoyed that. <laughs> we'll have some good time beach volleyball, guys. It's a good time. Sure, you definitely will. Now, no list of beach set movies would be complete without a mention of Castaway from 2000. Of course. Great movie. Yeah, one of the best. I saw it in theaters. <laughs> I think I probably did, too. It was very good. Tom Hanks movie in the early aughts. You kind of had to go. I mean, Tom Hanks anytime. That's, well, all night he's got to watch Apple TV, and they're like, well, I'm not going to watch any of these. Isn't he like... I don't even know what he's in. He's married to a robot in his latest movie, I think. Oh, that, like, dog one? Yeah, he's got that submarine movie. Yeah. He's making a lot of cowboy stuff lately. Well, I guess that I'm not really following his (laughs) career, but he plays Chuck Nolan. Um, Chuck Nolan, not Truck Nolan. A better movie. Did I say truck? I don't know if you did, but I had it in my head, so I had to Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) It's a new Pixar movie, Truck Nolan. All right. Well, again, Chuck Nolan um, <laughs> did not intend to spend several years alone on a deserted island. But after he the um, FedEx plane that he was on it, he crashes, he becomes the sole survivor. Um, he's kind of traveling to Malaysia for work. And I hate watching that scene. That scene is very stressful when the plane crashes. The plane crash, that's a good plane crash scene, but that is a rough scene to watch. It's really rough. It, it definitely It's still crazy me. he survives that thing. Like, I can't even imagine, like... Yeah, the first person. I was like, I don't need a first person of this. This is not helping, I, but... I, I don't like flying, so I don't... I, that in flight, I'm like, I don't need to see any of this Yeah, stuff. 100%. But he made the most of his time. He's fishing. He's making fires. He's building a raft. He's doing some personal dentistry. I've never felt like less of a man than when I'm watching this movie. I'm like, I don't know how to do any of that, Making rope out of I mean, things. he didn't either. I think you'd be amazed at what you can do when you have to do it. The, the only thing I knew how to do was the fire thing. Because, like, when I was younger, I spent, like, a day and a half, like, teaching myself how to do it in my backyard. I do know how to do it now, though. It so might be good. tricky, though, in different places with different materials. Mm-hmm. Like, different rocks that don't kind of spark the same way. Or wood That's that true. burns different, you know? So, I, I wonder, but... The best part is he made a very special friend on the island, and that is Wilson. Mm-hmm. The, the best, should have been up for best actor that year. Guy's fantastic. I mean, honestly, that film, you know it is such a well-made film when Wilson is, you know, going on his separate journey. And I'm like, I'm literally crying mm-hmm. for Tom Hanks because you know his heart is broken. I'm going to ah. say that this is one of Hanks' better films. Um, and it also, it's like you're not just getting the beach and the action, but it's really about self-reflection and direction. Um, and it's an excellent film. Yeah, it's one of those he like dropped a ton of weight to do this. He went from oh my like gosh, a ch- yes. little, little chubby bunny running around at the beginning of that movie to like just skin and bones at the end. The only thing is I, I do not think that they nailed the ending, but Every minute that is on the island is perfection. The yeah. stuff that's back um, yeah, you'll forget in the world is not as much. It's 45 minutes after the after the island of this movie, and you're like, this movie should end with him getting rescued. Like, yeah, it's, it really it didn't need mo- no. it didn't need to go on. They got a little hokey, but still, the, good the, film. 
Like, we cast Helen Hunt. We're going to use yeah. Helen Hunt. <laughs> we paid for this. <laughs> we got Mr. Big, so we're, he's going to be a, a star. Yeah. He's going to take down Peloton single-handedly. <laughs> what else do you have? <laughs> All right, so I had to go with one of the most recent great beach movies that came out. Best Picture nominee. I know you saw it because the um, star is one of your favorite actors. I am so interested. We're going to go with 2017's Dunkirk, starring Tom Hardy. How did you pick Dunkirk as a beach movie? It qual it filmed I on, mean, filmed on a beach. You're Most not of the story wrong, happens on a beach. You are ridiculous. <laughs> so if you find yourself on a French beach and the Germans are bombing it. You don't know, you you can relate to this. Luckily, it hasn't happened in a while. You're stupid. <laughs> so if you Beautiful movie, though. Fabulous movie. So if you haven't seen it, it's a true story about how the Germans men managed to lose World War II within the first month of the war when they could have won it. Basically, the story is the um, British are retreating from the advancing uh, German assault at the beginning of World War II. They're stuck on this beach. They can't get <laughs> off of the thing because they don't have the boats or the manpower to do it. And they're basically just a bunch of British guys waiting to die on a beach as the <laughs> Germans are. It's really stressful watching it. Like you, you know, you've read all about that, but seeing mm -hmm. a visual of it, you're like, this is really terrible. Yeah, they're like it, sitting ducks here. And it's told in a fantastic way. There's a three time frames. Of, what is it? A week, a day, and a an hour, like uh, something like that. And yeah. the way they jump between it, like Tom Hardy's a pilot, um, a pilot in that one. Uh, Barry Keoghan, who's about to be a huge star, is uh, plays like a soldier running around. I think he's the French kid in that you movie. Got little Harry Styles in that. Oh, Harry Styles is in that. That's yeah. right. Uh, Mark Rylance uh, gets Love another him, Oscar yeah. nomination just by showing up in a movie. He's like a boat captain. True story. He's on just those great, people. though. He is. He's really good. Um, but yeah, just. Amazing I don't story remember what the II. beach looks like. Well, looks I'll have to see it again to admire the sands because I was distracted. It was a little overcast. It looked a little chilly. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the dead bodies on there. Not I, great. I wouldn't want to hang. But, you know, it did remind me uh, some advice. If you go to the beach, everybody, make sure to bring an umbrella. Save yourself. <laughs> wow. You are. If you got to get blown up on the beach are, by some you bombs, you are the dumbest. At least it's better you don't see them coming, am I right? All right. I'm moving on as quickly <laughs> as I can. I want to talk about the film 2011. Did the Descendants? Oh, okay. Lovely. Yeah, that's a great movie. So again, I'm gonna admit this George, is George Clooney getting to wear board shorts and a Hawaiian shirt. The I didn't time. hate it, and again, it's not the most uplifting of the beachy sort of movies. No, but it is a really touching story, and it has really gorgeous Hawaiian scenes. Makes so it definitely me, makes qualifies. me want to go to Hawaii. That's for sure. Oh yeah, you're like, oh, you can live there. That sounds awesome. So as Jacob said, we have George Clooney. He is playing attorney Matt King, who is on the verge of some major life changes his wife is dying following this tragic boating expedition leaving his two daughters um one played by shaley woodley this is kind of her okay. introduction to the world there um and they're all just really struggling and to top it off he is the trustee of his family's massive plot of land on the hawaiian island of Kauai. And with the trust about to expire, his family is fighting over whether or not to sell the land for this huge fortune. Yes. But he's like, what? You own this beautiful piece of earth. That's really tough. It's directed by Alexander Payne. And in it, like, there's this usual strong balance of there's drama and there's appropriate humor. You get the family dysfunction and you have tragedy. So you really have everything that you could need wrapped up in a film. And there are really poignant beach and outdoor moments. Um, I think they, in those scenes really enforce how somatically strong the film is because mm -hmm. it is a really lovely film. Um, it's funny, it's moving, it's beautifully acted, and... 
it captures just the mess of life. It, it's one of those unfortunately forgotten Clooney movies. I feel like like nobody ever talks about The Descent. It's one of his better movies, and people it just really kinda, is. People just kind of like, oh yeah, what was that? I don't even people don't even know what it is. It probably just fell at a weird time when like big stuff was coming out, and those movies just kind of slipped between the cracks. Mm-hmm. But you should definitely check yeah. out The Descendants it, if you haven't seen it. It was up for Best Picture, so it's definitely one someone worth noticed it. Speaking, I'll just do a quick recap of a couple. Speaking of up for Best Picture. Oh. All of these, of course, should have been. <sighs> 1989's Weekend at Bernie's. You know I am a big fan of that movie. That was just on the other day when I was at my friend's and we Did were watching it? it. And I was like, I'm really just not understanding how his corpse remains in pristine shape and there's no rigor mortis. There's <laughs> Otherwise, no plot holes. There's so many questions about these movies. <laughs> He's hooking up left and right, too, at least twice in that series. That's also really disgusting, and (laughs) that would not fly nowadays. That's really terrible. But anyway, Weekend at Bernie's. How have they not remade Weekend at Bernie's? Because it's terrible. You can make Andrew McCarthy the Terry Kaiser role now. He... You dig him up from somewhere. Not enough Jonathan Silverman on the screen, I not, will say. Not at all. He's a delight in that one. Okay. Uh, point Break, of course, because surfing. Oh, yeah. How did, beach movies. how did you not even lead with Point Break, oh, I well, think? It's kind of a known. I mean, it's going to be our poster for this. It's just going to be Keanu Reeves <laughs> and Patrick Swayze standing in front of the water. Love it. <laughs> and uh, 2007's Heartbreak Kid. Actually, a remake. If you want to see, is that an Adam Sandler movie? It's a Ben Stiller movie. Oh, okay. So if you want to see Ben Stiller uh, marry the most annoying woman in the world, played by Malin Ackerman, uh, remake a movie and become probably the most detestable character he's ever played. Oh wow! Just at a personal level, like he's supposed to be the good guy, and like the more you sit back, you're like, you're a horrible person, <laughs> yeah. dude. Like, oh my god, this doesn't work. And it just keeps getting worse and worse. I like that movie. I don't know why I do, but I like that movie a lot. So go check it out. I've never seen it. Um, okay. I'll just end on one more. This beautiful film I never want the world to forget about from 2002, and that is Whale Rider. Oh, that's a good movie. Oh. I haven't seen that in, since 2002 probably, actually. Same, and it was so wonderful. This is a New Zealand set coming-of-age story. I feel this is just going to warm your heart completely while you are also just enchanted by the gorgeous scenery mm-hmm. and everything. So this is about a girl named Pai who believes that she is destined to be the next chief of her Maori tribe, but her grandfather is not w- willing to let go of patriarchal tradition because only males are allowed to ascend to the chiefdom. But she is like, nope, it's supposed to be me. She is such a magical child. Her performance is wonderful. I really thought she was going to become... Another a best, huge star moving forward, which really didn't happen. Another Best Actress nominee for this one, like a one and done. I just loved her. But it's also like a perfect family film. So if you're in mixed company, everyone is going to enjoy Whale Rider. So keep that one in mind. You could actually have a nice weekend with that actress. I'm blanking on her name again. I'm sorry. I can't think of her name either. Because um, she plays... It's something with a K. Does she, that help? She played <laughs> Marion or like, uh, do you, like, what's her name? the prostitute and the passion like oh gosh oh did she she was also in game of thrones she was in game of thrones so gosh why am i forgetting Ke- keisha castle hughes yes god why am i forgetting on easter weekend i'm forgetting the name she of the, was also she is so beautiful to look at in whale rider like mm-hmm. she is the most beautiful little girl i'm pretty sure they went to schools um in new zealand you know maori schools and stuff and just picked her out I and like then they were like oh and you can act cool I, I like to think that them filming that movie down there or just looking for casting is where a young taika watiti was like i am going to be hey, Bruce, i mean I'm maybe become an actor now they're like oh they're all they're all great hanging out here but anyway we are out of time jacob why don't you plug us up so 
when you decide you're going to take that jaunt out to the uh, the beach and you need something to read, you know where you can go get uh, some books? At your local library. <gasps> oh. We got 37 branches all throughout Erie County, so stop on by and say hi. Um, don't forget to also visit our website at www.buffalolib.org. See what kind of programs we got going on and what, uh, what's got coming up. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at AllBookedUpPod so you can let us know which beach you are going to be going to. And on Twitter, I'll try to post a bunch of Jacob and his Speedo on the beach pictures. You're going to love it, everybody. I'm banana hammocking it up. Also, in case you didn't hear, this is really amazing. The library no longer has any late fees. We're going going that route, man. It's really cool. And like some people, I think, are a little stressed thinking stuff's not going to come back on time. Mm -hmm. I mean, you are still expected to return your stuff on time. Like if you don't return it, we're still going to charge you for it. Yeah, you know, but it couple days go by you're like oh my gosh i can't believe i forgot this it's not gonna you know break the bank we want you to come into the library and enjoy everything we are here for you that's awesome also um finally this week a big welcome to our new director john spears he's here yes welcome welcome can't wait to have you on the show Oh yeah, he'll be in the hot seat eventually. But anyway, now let's get to some facts. Did you know that the sand color on a beach depends on the location, the source, and the environment? So get this, tan sand is a result of iron oxide and feldspar. That is why it's that color. Then we have black sand beaches. That comes from eroded volcanic materials. And then the craziest of all, white sand beaches. Were you on some of those? Oh, you, you know it. You know it. That comes from parrotfish poop. (laughs) <laughs> so the fish bite and scrape algae off of the rocks and the dead corals with their parrot-like beaks, and they grind up the inedible calcium carbonate reef material, and when it's in their guts, it becomes this new substance, and then they excrete it as sand. That is a fact. Put that up there with that polar bears have black skin <laughs> right? question. Like, it's like, what? What is going Absolutely amazing. Um, did you know that over 22 states in the U.S. have clothing optional beaches? Nice. That's your next trip. I'm the- a, not going to act like, uh, don't act like Montana's not one of them on that oh, one gosh. beach. <laughs> so cold. The tallest sandcastle in the world ever built is 57 feet tall. How mad was that dude when somebody like came by and kicked it in the whole thing? <laughs> he had 12 sculptors and eight technicians from several countries working eight hours a day to build it. But the funniest thing is, is that it wasn't even near the beach. So it took over three and a half weeks, but the sand castle is found 130 miles from the closest beach in uh, Duisburg, Germany. They were probably like, we will not allow a wave to come anywhere near this. I, I love there's probably still like some chubby dude in a shirt standing there looking at like, I could do a better job. <laughs> I love Sand Castle so much. And the last one, there is a global beach quality sand shortage. Oh, really? Sand is one of the most vital components to many manufacturing businesses, such as those industries um, that makes like abrasives, glass, plastics, and microchips. And right now there is a global beach quality sand shortage. The concrete industry is the largest consumer using Port Washington sand from Long Island to build all of the tunnels and sidewalks in Manhattan since the 1880s. Hmm. Who knew? That's pretty awesome. If- it's fascinating stuff, but hey, that's not great because we're running, we're getting less sand because the shores are rising and we're using it all. Just another, just another problem to add to the list. Don't if, worry about it. If only 
there were huge swaths of this world where there was no moisture and a lot of dead dirt that we could find this so-called sand. Can't find it. But anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.